This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series, our twice weekly show on a Tuesday and a Friday at 5 pm UK time, live on YouTube and playable on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud for those people that love to listen and not see my ugly mug, effectively, is what they're for. And of course, if you would be kind enough to leave us a, a very nice review on iTunes, we really do appreciate that. Um, all of the guys over at TGT, obviously. Um, so, obviously, this show is all about you guys in the chat. It's all about getting your thoughts and opinions on different topics that have occurred throughout the week, as our Friday show is. Our Tuesday show is usually where I'm joined by a guest, and I did reveal the schedule for the rest of March. Last Tuesday, I was joined by Turkish, and we had a really good kind of chat about the ownership. On Tuesday, coming, I'm going to be joined by Drew. The following week, it will be Clive. And then Johnny and then Lee Judges to round off the month of March. So some really good Tuesday shows coming up. And of course, every Friday, I'll also be revealing which one of our members has won the free ticket into our football prizes draw this week. Again, sold out for the signed Kieran Tierney shirt. And I'll be revealing about halfway through today's show which one of our members, our expert members, TGT ambassadors that have joined the Discord server and have added their name into the hat, will be winning one of those free tickets. So a huge thanks to Football Prizes. And if you could get involved in the next couple of weeks worth of prizes, there's some really good ones coming up, I assure you, including possibly one regarding the topic of discussion today. So let's start off the show and kick things off. So how are we doing? I hope you are all doing fantastically. You've had a good week. And it's been a nice, I say it's been a nice week off. Um, it is nice to have a week away from Arsenal sometimes. I do sometimes miss the midweek games. Um, Content-wise, talking about Arsenal-wise. And, and yeah, it's just weird to get a week's rest. But it's also a positive when we look at kind of players that are getting rested. But there are some players that even with the week's rest and with the amount of rotation that's been needed are still not getting an opportunity. And one of those players is where we're going to kick off today's discussion before we go on to some of the other topics that I know you guys will want to bring up in the chat box. And that is Gabriel Martinelli, um, who has effectively not necessarily disappeared. That is certainly not the case, not kind of what I want to get to. And I suppose what my point of view is, I've brought up a few times on the show, is... I'm very much kind of fine about this situation right now. I'm pretty chilled about it, being honest. I'm not panicking. I'm not worried about him leaving. I'm just in the moment thinking that he's come back off a really long injury. And by the way, I'd love you guys to get your thoughts and explanations about how you feel about Martinelli into the comment section and in the chat box so we can read through some of those comments. But I just feel very kind of okay. I feel like his chance will come. I feel like there's a lot of players ahead of him at the moment. And 
the game doesn't necessarily been about needing what he adds at the moment. It's been about creativity. It's been about creating chances for those central strikers. And I don't really associate those things with Martinelli. I associate um, energy, pressing, tenacity, uh, driving into the box where necessary, sometimes grabbing the odd goal, um, but not necessarily huge amounts of creation I don't associate with him. So that's kind of where I sit. But I'd love to get your thoughts and your comments about this as well. I'll scroll up to earlier on in the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Mr. Joe Kerr says, no need to worry. He's still coming back from injury and aren't any soft matches coming up while uh, where we can afford to reintegrate a proper preseason in the summer and he'll be back. He'll still be here. J.A. says, Arteta is ruining talent. He says, if we want the best for our youngsters or just our club, we will sack Arteta and stop accepting mediocrity. <laughs> a little bit hyperbolic, just, just a little bit. TC says, quick and short answer is yes. Nobody can argue that Willian should be starting over him. If you are, you're just plain wrong. And I actually, weirdly, TC, in the game against Leicester, I said I'd probably rather see Willian come in because based on their last two performances, Willian, when he came on against Benfica, did well. When when Martinelli came on against Benfica in the first leg, he didn't really offer anything. He didn't even offer the running that we usually see from him. And that's not a biased view. That's purely what I saw and what I could see. And I, I actually think that it made a little bit more sense to play Willian in that game than it did Martinelli. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, Willian had a very good game against Leicester. He deserves to start tomorrow. Zamir says, short answer is no. He needs to work on his fitness, understand the tactics and the roles, responsibilities in the system. When he's done that in training, he will be on the team sheet, guaranteed. Steve Stone says, good afternoon, everybody. And Steve is one of our newer members. Congratulations on joining up, Steve, and much appreciating your support. He says, his contract runs till June 2024. He is rested due to injury. He is a fantastic player. No concerns here. Dan says, Tom's still gutted from his triple captain. On Yeah, I did triple captain Bruno Fernandes this week. And, you know, I'm buzzing because it meant that United dropped points. I'm happy about it, Dan. I'm not I'm not salty about it. Whatever. And I still ended up with 96 points and better than most people in the league. And we will have a little bit of a fantasy catch-up uh, very, very soon, I am sure. Uh, Jared says, completely agreeing with Steve Stone. Good evening and good afternoon, Jashar. Uh, Amol says the answer is no in regards to the question being, should we worry about Martinelli? Uh, Ed says, Martinelli is still only nine months out of a major knee slash surgery. They are, they are playing it conservatively, maybe but no worries as of yet. Paras says, uh, short answer is not yet. We will know more about it in the next two to three months. Omar says, I'm getting a bit worried, but I am confident that he will get his chance. Uh, Abid, uh, who has also rejoined as one of our members after he left, absolutely unforgivably left. And we won't forgive you, Abid. We won't forgive you, sir. I'm just kidding. Uh, Smith Rowe had an injury issues and people were complaining back then when Arteta wasn't playing him. Patience my beautiful people. Uh, Matt Thornton says, just easing him back in. Lad's been through a horrible injury, came back to a few knocks, cried, then got injured in a warm-up, cried. We'll see him back properly next season. He loves to cry, doesn't he, Martin? <laughs> he does love a little bit of a cry, does Gabriel Martinelli. Arjit says, I think we need to hold our horses, Tom. Gabby is one of free spirit. Arteta needs tactically awareness. Uh, players, sorry, maybe he feels he's not there yet, plus the injury. So let's not worry as of now. And says, I think with Martinelli, we want all our toys at once. We have to be patient. It's not just his fitness. Remember, he got hooked at halftime during Man United because he wasn't necessarily doing what Arteta wanted him to do. He needs some tactical training. I also think that there is kind of... Um, if you look at Phil Foden at Manchester City and the way that he was protected, the way that he was managed, eased in very gradually to the point where the press, a lot of the press were saying that he is looking for a way out, is that he wants to play regularly, that he's going to look to move away from Man City. And that, in reality, was never the case. He never considered it from the sounds of it. He wanted to get this gradual integration into the Manchester City first-team squad. And eventually, he got there. And I think that's kind of going to be the same sort of thing we see with Martinelli. And he knows, Arteta knows how good this kid is. He spoke about him in January, about how much faith he has in him, about all the qualities that he has. And yet it's a stick to beat him with. It's a stick to beat Arteta with just by not playing Martinelli. I think some people are maybe jumping on that it isn't necessarily something that I wouldn't look at as a real issue. 
Um, Matthew says, Tom, the issue is people look at expensive assets like Saliba and Martinelli and worry that Arteta is running down the assets that we need. It's Football moves very, very quickly, but obviously development of players takes a very long time. And Saliba, obviously, a lot of people criticise. I, I criticise the club a lot for the handling of William Saliba. I think it was done completely incorrectly, and it's just horrifically handled, basically. Um but what I would say is, is that ultimately what has happened with Saliba is now he's on loan. He's getting six months. He's playing regularly for Nice. He's doing very well. And hopefully he can come back and integrate back into the team. I think there are t players that are out on loan, like Genduzzi, that we don't have a future for. And I'm very, I'm fine with that. I really don't like Genduzzi whatsoever. And I think that he is a player that should be moved on and we can try and get a decent fee for the kid. Uh, Lucas Torreira, I'm a little bit more open about. I feel like in the right situation, in the right position with the right players, Torreira can still be an asset to the club. But if we sell him, we get a good fee. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. So I think there are players that we've sent out on loan that will come back and be fine. But Martinelli's here. He's had a big injury. I mean, if he went on loan next season, I think it would be a little bit odd considering how much he's played for us already uh, and how highly rated he is. But it would depend on kind of the players that we bring in in the summer. If we bring in like another striker, Willian's still here, Pepe's going to still be here, Lacazette could still be here, and Ketty, you hope, would probably be sold. I, I just feel that we need to manage the situation and we're doing it. We're absolutely doing it, no problem whatsoever. Uh, Jashar says, I think Martinelli got through his first return games on adrenaline after his injury. He'd naturally have a dip in his performances. You won't see the best from him until the start of next season. Some players never come back from an injury in the same way. You look at Bellerin, you look at maybe... To be fair, I'm looking at Bellerin and I look at Chambers and I look at Holding. Chambers hasn't really been given an opportunity yet to see how he's going to be after this injury. I think Holding has come back quite strong in the end. He, initially, he didn't, but now he looks like a much, much better player. Uh, Daryl says, still feel physically his confidence is fragile. This season, his role has an impact sub and we should be fine with this. Uh, Tashi says, Man City's midfield was fully stacked and Foden wasn't really needed when players like David Silva, Bernardo Silva and Gundogan, whereas we have players like Pepe, Willian and Lacazette who are underperforming. Since since Martinelli has come back, though, like since Martinelli's come back, it's been after Boxing Day where Arsenal have been one of the better formed teams in the league. So during the period that we've had Martinelli, I don't necessarily agree that there are players ahead of him that shouldn't be. Because I think some of those players, like Willian recently is turn, turning it around. We saw it against Beamfica. We saw it against Leicester. Pepe has also looked quite decent since coming back uh, in 2021. Lacazette's gradually got back up to form again. He's scoring goals. He's starting games. Aubameyang as well scored a hat-trick, then scored a brace against Benfica. Like, the players that are ahead of him are there for a reason. And I think that he's come back during a time where things have got better. If Martinelli was available to us during that period of games where we won one out of 10, then I would kind of agree with you. Um, but in this period, Arsenal are like fourth or fifth in the form league table since Christmas. And I actually think that it's it's not as cut and dry as to why he's not necessarily starting at the moment. Zamir says, Laka has our most goal contributions in the league this season. It's not exactly underperforming. I still think it's slightly underperforming in the context of where we expect us to be kind of by March. But in the context of the team and where everyone else is at, Lacazette certainly isn't underperforming whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Alex says Pepe got that naughty 86 in form card on FIFA. Is he in your team, Tom? Uh, no, I've changed my team around on FIFA quite a bit. I've I've given up. I'm not given up. I refuse to play fuck champions anymore. There's no point. It causes me too much stress. I enjoy going for the objectives. I enjoy doing this, the 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 SBCs and stuff. Like I did the 84 plus pick today and got that Marcelo what if card that will go up to a 90 rated on Wednesday. I like doing the fun stuff on FIFA like that. But FIFA for me has kind of died recently i think they've made it so hyper competitive that it's just it's too stressful to play i was getting like gold one like 2021 20, 22 wins but it was stressful as hell and you have to put full concentration and now i work weekends there's just not really any time for me to do it so fifa is very much casual for me now just do objectives and, and play it for fun i'm probably going to try and do in the summer, if we do any stuff like that between the seasons, is, is maybe do some FIFA tournaments for, for people uh, on TGT. We might put some prizes up or something. That might be fun. But very, very much 
not not doing front champions. It's too stress. It's too much stress. I just can't deal with it. I, just, I cannot deal with it whatsoever. Um, the conversation is going to head towards. To be fair, let's talk Arsenal. This show, if you are new to this show and you haven't watched Let's Talk Arsenal before, this is all about you guys in the chat. It's about you guys getting your opinions, your thoughts, your questions in, and we discuss it. It could be to do with Arsenal. It could be loosely related. It could be to do with social media or anything that's happening on social media, discussing those things, giving advice. It is for you guys to come up with the topics and we discuss them on the Friday show. Um, the Real Janice, thank you so much for the super chat, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, it says, I was more worried when Arteta wasn't playing him, Martinelli, last season. Now, however, I believe he is taking it easy on him and hopefully slowly integrating him back into the team. Daryl wants to move the conversation on and talk about possible transfer rumours. We love transfer rumours. Uh, Daryl says, how do we feel about the Canate rumours? Uh, Ibrahima Kamate at RB Leipzig, French defender, um, 22, 23 years of age, uh, has done very well, partnering Dale up Meccano, of course. And he says, if the rumours are true, I can't see Saliba and Louise staying next season. And you raise a good point. If we bring in a centre-back and we're getting, obviously, Louise, you're either going to renew or he's going to go. Saliba's coming back. Mavropanos is coming back. You've already got Rob Holding there. That would be four... Well, if you if Louise stays, that would be five with holding right side and Chambers, arguably six right-sided centre backs. It's we. I find the link not. I don't find it weird because we know that Arsenal have been looking at right-sided centre backs. David Ornstein confirmed that in January. But I look at other positions on the pitch, and I'm like, right back, centre midfield, backup left back, creative midfield in the summer if Erdogan doesn't stay, striker. These are positions that I look at and go, Arsenal really should be targeting these areas. Centre-backs, like we're pretty kind of good, you know? Centre-back-wise, Gabriel Marie, two really solid left-footed centre-backs that we've got. Um, Saliba and Mavropanos coming back, and both of those can play left or right centre-back. Holding, Chambers that we've still got here. I'm fine with those options. I just think that if we if we haven't got loads of money to spend, and I'm assuming we got a bit more than we did last summer because the pandemic's coming to an end and we've we've got players off the wage bill and we're hopefully going to be able to sell some players. Um, but I just feel like other positions on the pitch is what we are going to target. Ed says, will Leipzig let both of them leave in the summer? That seems doubtful. Well, what I will say about that is that I believe that they've sent out on loan... Um, or no, they're getting another centre-back in the summer already. I think maybe from Dinamo Zagreb. I think that might be right. Um, but Leipzig at the moment have uh, Kanate and Upamecano. Upamecano is leaving. Lucas Klosterman, Willy Orban, um, who's an experienced... Is he Bulgarian or Hungarian? Sorry. Uh, Angelino, left-back. Uh, Nordi Mukiele can play at centre-back as well. He's actually my pick for who I'd like us to go for for a right-back is, is Mukiele. Um but they've also got someone coming in in the summer of 2021, I'm pretty sure, from Dinamo Zagreb. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I might be wrong. Uh, I am. It, it is him. It is that I thought it was. Uh, Josko Gvardiol, um, who's a Croatian 19-year-old defender uh, coming in. He's been bought for around £50 million. Pounds. Uh, so he is going to be joining as well. Uh, and they could go out and, and sign another centre-back if they did lose Canate and Upamecano. So I do think that they can, and they will get, they're getting good money for Upamecano. They will get good money for Canate. They could certainly bring someone in. And Zamir says, give the Mavropanos in a possible swap plus cash deal, which is not a bad shout either. Uh, Zamir says, Tom wants us to rebrand to RB Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ownership might not be as bad as Kroenke. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the truth of it. Anthony Michael, sorry, every time if you're not watching uh, the video and you're watching on play, every time you hear me pause, it's because I'm taking a swig of... I managed to get 24 beers delivered today and I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing with that. And I'm having ones now. Uh, Cookie Monster says, how is Saliba doing on loan at the moment? He's doing very well. Um, we did do a tactical breakdown of how his first three games, how he deal with like in the January period. So if you want to go back and watch that, that's pretty much, he's kind of continued on that trajectory. And obviously he's also been joined by Jean-Claire Tadebo, uh, from Barcelona, and they're obviously playing together as well. So things are going quite well for him. 
really, really quite well. Um, <laughs> Alex George says, and we get free energy drinks at games, maybe? Yeah, I doubt it, mate. <laughs> I, I, doubt, I doubt they'd be that that kind. I don't know if they actually do that at RB Leipzig and Red Bull Salzburg. I don't know if they do hand out uh, free drinks. It would be, it doesn't even taste nice. I mean, I, I've ruined any possible future sponsorship, I know. Um, but I, I'm not a fan. I'm really not. Um, Mr. Joe Kerr says El Nenny for 20 million. Uh, El Nenny and 20 million for Basuma, Tom. Is that practical? I mean, it's practical in the sense that, yeah, obviously I would do it. Is it practical in, in the sense of realism? No, El Nenny's going to get you what? He's one year left on his deal. He's reaching the ages of what? He's, he's nearly 29, is he not? I think El Nenny. Um, how old is El Nenny? He's 28 and he turns 29 in July. So I don't think you're going to get much money for El Nenny in the summer with one year left on his deal, a few million quid. And Basuma is easily a 30 plus million pound player, even rising to maybe 40 million um, in the Premier League with the experience that he's got. If Brighton get relegated, there's always the opportunity that we could go out and sign him still as a very good player. But he's going to be high competition for Basuma. High, high competition for Basuma. So... It's tricky. I don't think that gets you him whatsoever, mate, um, to be honest. Uh, plus, would El Nenny want to go to Brighton in the championship if they get relegated? There is no guarantees of that either. So we always like, yeah, let's just trade him off. But he's actually got to want to go, which is a bit of a problem. Um, Alex George says, do you think uh, Gendouzi's career at Arsenal is all but over? I hope so. I know a lot of people like him. I'm not in that camp. I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not a big fan of him as a person. I'm not a big fan of him as a player. I'm just not, it's just not my cup of tea, uh, speaking as the English guy. He's really not at all. Um, and I think if we can get a good fee for him, see you later, son. Good luck. Farewell. Thanks for your service. Appreciate it. Um, but you've not cut it and you're not you're not part of the squad that I want built at Arsenal, to be honest. Ed says, is the £40,000 per week for Balogun a real demand or something one person said and 75 people reposted. Now, this was something that was obviously put out by LeGrove um, on... It was LeGrove, I think, on Twitter. Apologies if that is wrong. And in his article where he talked about the lead-up to the Burnley game, he said um, that he had been told that... <sighs> he had been effectively told that Balogun wanted... Balogun's demands were of £40,000 per week. Now, we don't know if that's specifically Balogun or if that's what his representatives are kind of asking for. At the end of the day, players and their representatives, how connected their views align with that of their reps. And a young player, you imagine, has got quite a big... He, I imagine that the agent in that situation has got a very much a high influence on this, is, is leaning on him and trying to give them and trying to get him the best deal, selling him a story that you could be earning a lot more elsewhere. Is RB Leipzig right? If let's let's it's an interesting thing because I saw a, a random rumor flying about that apparently RB Leipzig have agreed terms. I've heard nothing about that. I don't think there's any truth in that right now at this moment. Am I saying that RB Leipzig aren't interested in Balogun? Of course not. They probably are. But in regards to agreeing a pre-contract agreement with him, that has not happened yet, as far as I'm aware. And the thing is, if he wants 40k a week, is RB Leipzig going to pay? Balogun, a 19-year-old, when they've got a strike force already of Sorloff, of Paulson, are they going to pay a 18-, 19-year-old kid 40 grand a week? No, the realistic answer is very, very unlikely that they're not going to do that. It doesn't make any sense in my mind that that would happen. In regards to how I feel, I wrote an article about it, if you haven't read it already, um, about how I feel the reasons as to why Arsenal shouldn't basically cave into those types of demands. And basically, I got a lot of people that responded to that article saying, look, in the grand context of things, that's not a lot of money for Arsenal. And we always pay players big big wages. And he could be an amazing talent. Now, I'm not saying that he might not be an amazing talent somewhere down the line. I'm not disputing that whatsoever. The problem is, is if you start giving out 40 grand a week contracts to 18-year-old kids that have never played a minute of Premier League football and are basically running down their contract in order to get a big deal, that creates a problem because any other youngsters that are behind that player coming through will just look at that situation and go, you know what, I'm just going to let my contract run down because Arsenal just hand out big deals. Like If you want me, 
I'm going to run my deal down and you're going to have to pay me big money. But Kyle Saka and Gabriel Martinelli are on and in around that £40,000 per week wage bracket. So to, to, to legislate a 40k per week deal to keep a striker that has no guarantees that he is going to be the next big thing, it makes no sense. And Arsenal are 100% well entitled to turn around and say, no thanks, I'm not interested. We're not interested in giving you that money. You haven't earned that contract. And it is basically looking at the representatives trying to strong arm the club into giving him uh, a bigger deal like fair enough like so I, what i think is if, if it's all about like he wants more game time he wants to like be playing more regularly sign a contract like sign a contract and prove why you should be getting more minutes at arsenal keep smashing it in the youth side get you get your opportunities to play in the cups the europa league or the europa conference if we're in that uh or in just substitute appearances off the bench Earn that place. Earn that bigger contract. Because you've seen from Martinelli and Saka and Smithrow, I'm imagining in the future, that if you're a youngster that does get your chance, does take it, you get given a, a fair contract. You look at Eddie and Ketia. Is Eddie and Ketia being given a new contract? It's not like we've messed up the Eddie and Ketia situation because you look at how proactive we were at getting Martinelli and Saka to sign new deals. Guess what? Because they earn them. They earn those deals. Balogun hasn't earned a 40 grand a week contract. It's purely because of the situation that the representatives feel they can strong arm the club into panicking, into giving him a bigger deal. And Arsenal cannot categorically undermine any future negotiation with youngsters that are coming through to ensure that he stays. It's just not, it doesn't make any sense. And it's very easy for a supporter to turn around and go, just pay him the money and keep him. Because it's not your money. And it doesn't necessarily affect you outright, but it does affect the club. It does affect the club giving him that money and it doesn't make any sense to do that whether it's even true this is purely speculating about that and this could be utter bs but we're just purely speculating around that topic anyway let's get your thoughts in the comments about balogun right now uh red cam 80 says arsenal win the right when it comes to balogun but the media are going to spin it lewis says 100 agree 60k a week ain't that much but jenkinson was on that and he done more for the first team than Balogun has done so far. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Jared Carver says, Genduzi is the guy that will be really good when he matures, but then never matures. <laughs> I hope we sell him in the summer. Daryl says, he hasn't earned the contract because we aren't playing him. He has way more potential than Ketia. He might have way more potential than, than Nketiah. But Nketiah was doing exactly what Balogun was doing when he was in the youth side, like he, he hasn't differed in any way. And when he's been given the opportunities and Ketia came in and scored goals on his debut, just like Balogun did in the Europa League, he scored in that game against Norwich in the league cup, came on and scored twice and then has gone on and nice. There's no guarantees around Balogun that he has earned that spot and he has earned that contract. And you, Unfortunately, what I will say is that Arsenal have managed that situation badly because they've allowed that contract to get to a point that it's been so run down that it runs out now. The contract of a player like Balogun should not be running down and finishing when he's 18-19. It just shouldn't. Like That is poor. And that's not down to Arteta or Edu because the situation should have been sorted a while ago. It should have been extended a while ago before these guys are even here. It should have been sorted. It's just a problem. It's a real big problem. Uh, Pachen says, I'm sorry, Tom, but I don't agree with you. If the 40K per week is true uh, and he's not getting any playing time, he's just securing a financial future. I, I'm I'm not saying that as a as a... As a person in any environment, if you are a wanted man and you are a, a wanted person in any frame of work or in, anywhere, or any person in the whole world, but in football, if in, in the men's game, if you're a wanted man by lots of clubs, of course, of course you want to get the best deal for yourself. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he is wrong or his reps are wrong to try and get him a good deal. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is it would be wrong of Arsenal to commit to that type of deal. That's what I'm saying. Is it undermines and it it really endangers kind of future negotiations with other clubs. That's that's my thought. So that that's where I am, sort of thing on the Balogun thing. Um, 
as Matt says, Balogun should have been signed up long before this. Mr. Joe Kerr says, uh, Balogun is a non-issue at this point. Let's move in and keep a better eye on the future prospects. Uh, live and learn, but an 18-year-old can't strong arm the club. Best of luck wherever he ends up. And I will wish him the best. This isn't personal. It's just it's just thinking level-headedly. Like this. I just don't see it any other way. Uh, no Sleep says Nketiah has the same agent. He does. And, and that makes the situation even harder for the club to deal with, unfortunately. Uh, Matt G says, no way he's earned enough to warrant being on the same wage as Saka. Anthony Michael says he's scored when he's played and Nketiah is on 40k a week and he signed that at 19. Um, I don't know the Nketiah contract. If he is on 40k a week and he signed that at 19, um, then again, I think that's a mistake by the club. That doesn't justify doing it again. And that was signed a while ago. And the club's changed since then. And they might look at that deal and go, no, we shouldn't have signed Nketiah to that deal. So you can't, one doesn't justify the other. It doesn't work that way. Um, Matthew says, Chelsea persuaded Callum Hudson-Odoi to stay rather than leave on a free. Did they overpay to keep him? I mean, they're paying him over 100 grand a week. Callum Hudson-Odoi is 20 years old and he's on 100 grand a week. And before Tuchel came along, barely started. And they went out and they signed the likes of Ziyech and Pulisic and they've already got players at the club that arguably will be ahead of him. And, and he hasn't really shown me, Hudson-Odoi anyway, that, that he's worth 100 grand a week. Has he shown that? I know the context of Chelsea is very different, but it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't stack up at all. Sean says, what are the lengths of youth contracts? I mean, usually from, from my very loose knowledge of it, they'd sign pro contracts at like 16, 17, and they're only like three years. Um, but what the club should do is that after a year, have an assessment, uh, which Balogun was still doing well, and adds that, extend that deal further. Extend it a year or two. Keep extending it until you give yourself that buffer. That's what's important. Um Cookie Monster says, Callum Hudson-Doy seems a lot better than Balogun. Bayern Munich was going to spend stupid amounts of money on him. Callum Hudson-Doy, whilst I, I have my reservations about him right now, he, obviously he could have the potential to go on to do great things. Like, was, was it made more sense for Chelsea to commit. I don't think it made sense for them to pay him that much. That 100 grand a week for a 20-year-old unproven Hudson-Doy, is that really worth it i'm not sure and obviously that means you've now set the benchmark for callum hudson and his contracts and any extension on that it's going to go up more and more and more it's really tricky uh, there is obviously an element of that to say that you've given him a big deal that scares off other competitors like Bayern for his signature but i don't think Bayern would have too ish, too much of issue if they if they liked him that much in paying him that amount of money um, I don't think that would be a problem whatsoever. Uh, no Sleep says, our problem um, is the same problem as other clubs have in that you can only give three-year contracts to max 17-year-olds. By the time they are 19 and showing their potential, they have one year left. And that's what I'm saying about Arsenal need to be a bit more savvy and start extending them earlier. Assess them after a year. Give them the year extension. If you're not happy with the situation, sell them. Like You don't have to linger about... I just think it needs to be managed just that little bit better, if that makes sense. Anyway, uh, we are at the halfway point of the show, which does mean it is time for the random number generator. Just let me check to see. We have 21 applicants for this week's prize. Let me just get this up on the screen so you guys can see the random number generator. There we go. I'm going to press the button five times. And whoever's number is fifth, to come out of the draw, we'll be getting the free entry into the signed Kieran Tierney shirt. Uh, very exciting prize this week. It's already sold out, I'm afraid, but there are some more good prizes coming up every single week on Football Prizes, so make sure you check it out. Anyway, here we go. Five times. One, two, three, four, five. Number one. Wow. Let's go right back to the start. And number one is Dave Lennon. Congratulations, Dave. Uh, I'm glad I'm really happy about that. Dave is a long-time listener um, and is always active into the uh, Discord server. So congratulations to Dave. Um, he wins this week's free entry. Anyone else that has obviously already entered the tickets uh, for the signed Tini show, good luck. You will find um, you will find them on Football Prizes Facebook page going live at 8:30 p.m. UK time. They do worldwide shipping. So uh, if you want to get involved with future prizes, 
You can. But congratulations to Dave. He wins uh, our ticket for this week. I don't know if he's actually watching. If you are watching, Dave, congratulations, mate. If you're not, you know, stuff you. <laughs> Where are you, son? Anyway, I'm just writing into the Discord server. Congrats, Dave. Uh, you win the free ticket. Congrats, mates. Congratulations, son. And uh, best of luck. Hopefully you win. We were one number. One number off last week. Our, uh, the prize being won by our expert number ticket. I think it was number 54 was the was the ticket that we gave away. And uh, 53 was the winning ticket uh, in the week. There's usually only 99 applicants. Sometimes it's 66. Um, so there's a really good chance, uh, like one in 100, and you can buy more than one ticket for these draws. The next few uh, tickets coming up, there's some really, really good stuff. Um, but yeah, Matt G says, he's not watching. Give me Dave's ticket. <laughs> oh, dear. He deserves it. He always goes in every single week, and he's come on the show as well. So congrats, Dave. Um, and uh, well done, mate. Hopefully you can, uh, hopefully you win it too. Uh, yes, Dan says, I think the prize went to a member of the Highbury squad. It did. Us and the Highbury squad are the two Arsenal sponsors for football prizes. So uh, we need to bring this back, guys. We need to be winning at TGT. We want TGT winners every single week. Um, and we've had a couple with Dan already and Jared, obviously, winning prizes. Uh, signed Vieira shirt. No, what signed Vieira? Sorry, a signed Aubameyang montage, a signed Dennis Bergkamp shirt. So some really good stuff. And uh, congrats today for winning the free ticket for this week. Anyway, moving on. If you have a specific topic that you would like to see discussed for the next part of the show, please feel free to throw it into the chat box and we will try and get them answered. Let me just go for a couple of comments on some of the earlier topics. Vincent says, Tom, Martinelli proved himself last season and less opportunities than Eddie. Shockingly disrespectful. We know Martinelli is a gem, but it's not given a chance. Again, as we've talked about, Vincent, it's more down to protecting him after injury. Yes, he did prove himself last season. Had he have not been injured, I'm guaranteeing you he probably would have played a lot more minutes. But he was injured. We signed a player in the summer, as in William. I know he doesn't convince a lot of people. He doesn't convince me. Um, but he's ahead of Martinelli right now in, in the pecking order according to performances that we've seen recently. He is, that's just fact. He's played, Willian has played better than Martinelli over the last couple of weeks or so. Um, and last couple of opportunities that we've seen them against Man United and Benfica, Martinelli won't too great. Um, and against Benfica and Leicester, Willian was, was good. So that's all I'd say. Um, Dan Roberts says, what's your all-time best 11 for Arsenal since moving to the Emirates? That is a that is an in-depth question, Dan. So chat box, fill up the chat box with your goalkeeper to striker, any formation you like. Let's see if we can go through these. I mean, what might be quite cool if we can do a lineup uh lineup maker, uh lineup generator online and we'll we'll throw it up on the screen and then we'll make one together. That could be quite cool. That's not the website I use. Where is the website I use? Lineup builder. Yes, it's lineup builder. Okay. So this is gonna be the Arsenal what em Emirates era team. Now we have to obviously play with a 4-2-3-1. I think that is pretty much uh guaranteed by this stage. 4-2-3-1. In goal, I think the goalkeeper. Oh, type the name of the player. I thought press here. Oh, it makes me do it there. Okay. Well, you got a choice really. You can go with Leno or you can go with Czech or you can go with Chesney. You know, I'm really tempted actually to say uh Chesney uh, as my keeper. Um, I don't know about that. Let's go through. I'm going for Chesney in goal. Call me mad. I loved Chesney. I thought he had some amazing performances. I thought he obviously won Golden Glove during one of his seasons. Um, I really like him. <laughs> I'm really gutted we kind of let him go. So I'm going for Chesney uh, at the back. I'm pretty sure I spelled that right. Fingers crossed. It's one of those ones. I mean, when you've spelled Zobosli as many times as I had, you get used to those S and Zs. Right back. Well, the right back options, we've got Sanya, we've got Debushi, we've got Maitland-Niles, we've got Mainsley, uh, Hector Bellerin. Uh, but I think for very obvious reasons, it's got to be Bakary Sanya um, as, as the right back option. <laughs> this is Emirates era, guys. So nothing pre-2006, purely Emirates era players 
going into this team. This is fun. This is a great topic, Dan. Congra I really like this. Or Cedric. Yeah, sorry, Dan. It could have been Cedric. <laughs> we could have we could have put Cedric. Now, centre backs. Centre backs is interesting. Um because we've had obviously Lauren Koscielny, Pemet Zaka, Gabriel, Gabriel, double Gabriel, uh, David Luiz, Rob Holding, Chambers, Vermarlin, Squilacci. Um, I think for one, you have to put Koscielny in. Now it depends on which side um, you're putting them in. Uh, because I really like, and Janice, you're not going to like this because I've just seen your comment, mate. I really liked Pemet Zaka. I really like him, not just because of his personality, not just because obviously what he's done since with helping out the academy. I like him as a player. I feel like his reading of the game was excellent. The only thing that's stopping me from putting into his team, and I know this is a really rubbish, a really kind of rubbish excuse, um, but his pace just, I felt, even though he read the game so well, I really kind of struggled to put, Pair Mertesacker into my Arsenal team ahead of some others. So I would put Mertesacker in. I just can't quite bring myself to do it. Um, now, I think uh, Koscielny obviously has to be one. So we're going to go with Koscielny uh, in that spot. Uh, and the left-hand side, I am going for uh, Vermala, which I think is AE rather than EA. I'm pretty sure it is. So I'm going to go for uh, Vermaelen and Koscielny at uh, the back. Now, left back. Left back. We've got quite a few. We've got Kieran Gibbs. We've got Nacho Monreal. We've got Kieran Tierney. Um, we've got Kalasinac. Uh, we've got... Who else have we got a left back from this era? Who took over from Joe... Uh, <laughs> Ashley Cole. Who took over from him? Tell me. Clichy. Gail Clichy. Yes. Um... But you know what? I love Nacho Monreal. I absolutely adore Nacho Monreal. He's Spanish. Um, he's consistent. He obviously scored in uh, in really big games for us in the FA Cup runs. Really, really like him. Um, but I have to go with who I think is the best. And I genuinely believe that Kieran Tierney has been the best left back in the whole of the Emery, Emery era, Emirates era so far. Gen I, I rate him higher than Clichy. I think he has a higher ceiling than Clichy. I think he's been in, he's been better for us. I've seen better performance from him than I have seen from Clichy. I know a lot of people like Clichy. And this is nothing to do with the personal fact he went off to Manchester City. I just, I just feel that Kieran Tierney is, yeah, is yeah, he's, he is just easily for me um, the left back easily. Um, right, <laughs> centre midfield. Now I really want to put Thomas Partey in here because I look at him as the the, the centre mid that we've needed since Vieira. Really look at him as that player that we've needed, um, and on raw quality, he is probably the best centre midfielder that we've ever had since on raw on paper, and you look at what he's done so far and how he good he is. But the thing is, is he's barely been at Arsenal so far. And I'm 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 going back and forth in my mind. And I don't, you know how much I love Partey. You know how many videos I did on him in the summer, how much I was desperate for Arsenal to sign him. I just, I'm not sure if I can put Partey in because Cesc Fabregas has to be a centre mid in this team. Um, absolutely no doubt about it that Cesc Fabregas has to be in this team. And then the one next to him, I'm stuck because I want to put Partey in, but there's a little magician that I just can't not put into. Santi Cazorla is far and away a lot. I mean, I love Thomas Rosicki. Uh, obviously, I don't think uh, he was as good as Cazorla. I love Thomas Rosicki. Um, but Santi Cazorla is... is probably my favourite Emirates-era player, um, has to be in this team. And I know he's not a... It's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I probably put... They're probably like centimetres. I'm not... The formation's a bit strange. It's never going to work as a team. I'm just... I just can't not put those two together. Um, Sesk and Kozula surely have to be those two. It has to be, surely. 
And you know what's really weird is that um, Abu um, Diaby um, would easily have got in that team if him and fit. Like he would have been so good, Diaby. Um, but yeah, Santi Fabregas cannot be playing there. Like cannot be playing there in this formation. Like they just categorically cannot be there. It's just it makes absolutely no tactical sense. And it goes against all of my rules of tactical, but this isn't about how they would fare in the league. This is just, this is just for me where I'd put them. Now, the, we could come back to this. The Sesc may go into that number 10 position uh, and that would help me put Partey into the team. In fact, until I see a better suggestion from the chat box, I'm probably going to do that. <laughs> so we're going to put the, the next best uh, player next to Santi Cazorla and that's Granite Jack. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> I think Yonic just had an aneurysm. Um, Partey and Santi Cazorla uh, go into there with Sesk at 10. I think that makes the most sense. Um, absolutely no doubt. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, Mesa Ozil not getting into this team. Wow, incredible. Um, Left-hand side, there's only one man that goes into this position. Uh, could arguably get into one of Arsenal's all-time 11s with how he played for us. Alexis Sanchez, uh, there's no, absolutely no doubt about it. Um, Right-hand side. Right-hand side of the pitch. You've got a few options here. You've got Theo Walcott. Um, you've got Pepe. You've got uh, Willian. <laughs> Um, oh man, this is tough. Alexander Hleb, Matt Thornton points out. Uh, Thornton, sorry. Um, yes, Alexis Sanchez on the left, of course. Alexis Sanchez on the left, it's, it's not even a doubt. Bakayo Saka, that's a big shout. So, Bakayo Saka could get into Arsenal's all time Emirates era, and he's only barely played. Barely. Alexis Sanchez never really played right wing. I can't put, I can't put Alexis Sanchez right wing, I can't do it. Um, I think it's going to have to be, I think it's going to have to be Bakayo Saka, isn't it? That's, that's, that shows you how good Bakayo Saka has been, um, for Arsenal. Um, I'd love to put Aaron Rams into this team, but I can't, um, doesn't get in. Uh, Walcott, people are saying, is Walcott, do I see a player better? Would I rather have Saka than Walcott? I feel like, I feel like the Saka that I've seen this season, and I know he's not scoring as many goals as Theo Walcott scored, and that might be in part down to how we have been as a team this season. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard because you you think between them and you think between them and uh, a Theo Walcott. Oh, dearie me. No, I'm not going to put Nazri into this team. <laughs> you mad. <laughs> you mad. Not nowhere near um, putting him in this team. This is, I mean, this is obviously me doing this live. I'm not reflecting on this whatsoever. Uh, striker. Now, Striker, you've got Bamiang. You've got Thierry Henry obviously did play at the Emirates, but his best years came at Highbury. I don't look at Thierry Henry as an Emirates player. Absolutely no doubt. Um, you got Nicholas Bentner, you got Shamak, we've got Yaya Sanogo, we've got uh <laughs> come on by saying these names. Bamiang, Lacazette, Van Percy. And it pains me, it really, really pains me to put this guy's name in. But there is no doubt in my mind that the, the best striker that we have had at the Emirates era is Robin Van Persie. But it's 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 <laughs> it's it's just you can't not. You can't not put him in as the best purely on raw quality and what he gave during his time at the Emirates. Van Persie goes into this team. Go easily goes into this team. It's not you can't it's not about emotion, it's not about connection, it's about being level-headed about who goes into this team. Which is why I'm tempted to change Saka. Um I am tempted to change Saka to Theo Walcott. Purely because maybe Saka is not yet. Yeah. It's maybe that was down to reflection. Reflection's good. I think this is the team. I think this is the team. A lot of people want to see me put a Bamiang left and put Alexis right, but Alexis isn't a right winger. Like he's just not a right winger. It's not about shoehorning players in. It's about putting players in the position that they played. 
you can't just throw in Alexis Sanchez on the right hand side. Like he doesn't he doesn't play that. It's like when people try and put um oh there's a, there's an example like Freddie Jumberg and Perez right and left mids, and you're thinking about the best right and left mids that Arsenal have. People want to put Perez on the right and Alexis Sanchez on the left. Perez played on the left. Perez is the left midfielder for Arsenal. And you can't just shoehorn Alexis to the right-hand side in an all-time 11, because Alexis is better than Freddie Jumberg in my view. But Robert Perez gets into that team, and so then you put Freddie Jumberg over the right-hand side. And Chance Sanchez, for me, did not play enough games at right, but right wing for me to say that it's just it, no, it just isn't, just isn't. And this is the good thing about this: it's it's all about opinions, and uh, <laughs> it's all about opinions. And this is my team. This is the team that I would put. And you can hate it, you can like it. Don't dislike the video for it. <laughs> but it's all about opinions. In the in the comment section below, if you're watching us on playback, please do put your team into the comment section. Um, people are saying that Ramsey should be in ahead of Partey. I think Partey is better than Ramsey. That might be my head, that might be my heart going over my head, but I, I believe him to be better. Um, I believe him to be better. Um, I think he's the best centre midfielder from what I know of him. Um, from what I know of Partey, from watching him for years and years at Atletico Madrid, I know he's the best centre midfielder. Um, so he gets into that team. Absolutely. No doubt about it whatsoever. We've got fifth, we've got 10 minutes left, guys. Um, and that was quite a nice kind of segue into a different topic that we've not really covered before. So thanks for that. I am going to scroll back up. Uh, questions have gone because there's so many comments flying in uh, about this team. Uh, Jasha, I know Thierry Henry doesn't because I think of Thierry Henry personally as a, as a hybrid player uh, over than what he did at the Emirates. Okay, next question. Matt G says, would you, me, get Nagelsmann as manager now, um, but he doesn't have any money this summer or keep Arteta and give him 50 million this summer? Uh, the latter, Matt. I wouldn't, I don't think Nagelsmann gets much more out of this team, um, personally. I, I, Arsenal, the, the thing is with that is that you can't, this team, based on what it's got with any coach, without any upgrades, any investment in it, is not going to, it's not progressing. You need investment. You need to buy better players. Arteta, all, all day. That's just the obvious choice. If you're, if you're asking me which one of the two I think is a better coach, it's Snugglesman. Like, that's, it's different because... Nagelsmann is a better coach than Arteta. And if you would have said when we would have appointed either one of them, who would have I'd rather have had? Nagelsmann all day long. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but you need the money. <laughs> you can't afford in this climate, in the way the Premier League is going, with how much other teams are spending, to not have any investment in the team at all. Like You, just, you can't risk that. Um, Real Janice says, how much money do you think we will have in the summer after we make any sales? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I think we'll spend more than we did last summer. Um, not net. I think we'll spend more, like just for outlay, I think we'll spend more than we did last summer um, because I think we'll be able to sell more this summer. Um, I don't know. That's all I can say. I think we're going to spend more than we did last time. I don't know if that, I don't think it'll be net spend more, net spend, um, but I think we'll spend more than we did last time. Uh, <laughs> Games FC says, having too much fun. Forget to like the stream. Let's go, guys. Yeah, make sure you drop a like, guys. I really appreciate all of you jumping in here this afternoon. And I will be on um, same old Arsenal at seven o'clock tonight with Dan Potts looking ahead to the Burnley game. So if you want to see, more of moi, um, then make sure you jump on to Save Our Arsenal at 7pm, so in an hour's time. Uh, Ed says, Saliba's no anti-Arsenal interview streak is nearing two weeks. Progress! <laughs> yes, he's, he's, he's quiet. I like Saliba when he's quiet. That's positive. That's a good thing. So we like that. We like the less, less of the negative. We just, just don't speak, Saliba. Just get on with playing football. That's all we want. Maybe we can go a whole month without a Saliba interview. How good would that be about Arsenal anyway? Jashar says, Tom, I don't believe the centre-back rumours due to the lack of squad space. We already have Marie, Louise, Gabriel, Saliba, Holding, Chambers, Mavropanos, Rekic, Ballard, McGuinness, Clark, uh, and Medley on the books. Of course, a lot of those are youth players. 
I do think Arsenal are certainly looking at right centre, right sided centre backs. Um, but whether we bring one in in the summer is a completely different kettle of fish, and I think it would, I think it would mean um, moving a lot of players out as well. Uh, in says uh, thoughts on Odria Zola, Real Madrid right back, formerly of Real Sociedad, joined them when he was very young um and has since not been able to obviously progress there he went online to Bayern Munich um and has been hit with injury and injury and injury uh, and no at Real Sociedad I would have said yeah like based on what I saw of him at La Real he was tearing up Anoeta and doing really really well on that right hand side but now no um yeah, I'm, if we're going to bring someone in, it needs to be someone that's going to upgrade that position. And Audrey Zola is not an upgrade. Um, I used to really like him. Um, but no, not for me. Not for me. Uh, Ansgar says, who is your goalkeeper signing this summer? Ryan Woodman, Raya? I, I mean, Ryan's done nothing wrong. Uh, is he who I'd go for? Probably not. I like Woodman. I like Raya. Probably Woodman for the homegrown. Oh, Raya is also homegrown, to be fair. Um Either of Woodman or Raya, Ansgar, but we need to bring one in. I wouldn't go get Matt Ryan personally. I wouldn't. I think it's it's a stopgap. It does it for six months. It's fine. It's great. But yeah, no, Woodman or or Raya is 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 a more sensible off- option. Um, <laughs> we're going for all the O's from La Liga now. The real Genesis. What are your thoughts on Oyathabal? Um, amazing player. Take him in a heartbeat. Absolutely brilliant footballer. Yeah. Would, Absolutely no doubt, Tate Oyathabal. I think he he would be perfect for our left-hand side. Really, really good for our left-hand side. Uh, it doesn't make sense to, to spend the money it would cost to get him. You're looking at 40 to 50 plus million quid. Um, so, yeah, of course I would take him. Um, but uh, I don't think it was realistic. I don't think it's realistic at all. Uh, Yo-Yo says, who would be the next deserving player to have a testimonial at the Emirates? Yeah, they've gone a little bit quiet recently. Um, well, testimonials are given to players that obviously basically have a very, very lengthy career. The last testimonial I remember was Dennis Bergkamp. So have we actually had a testimonial since then? I don't know if we have. I can't think of anyone else. Uh, I would have liked Per Metazaka to have been given one. Uh, I would have liked but the club. I, I don't know who I see staying and retiring at Arsenal that I feel would be deserving of a of a testimonial. Like Arteta didn't get a testimonial. Um, yeah, it's really... I'm not sure. It's a good question, but I don't know. Genuinely don't know. Uh, in says Lacazette to Roma. What's the news on Alex? Uh, genuinely don't know of any official kind of bids or interest as of as of yet. There's rumors of Monaco, rumors of Roma. The Atletico Madrid rumors are always going to linger, but they've brought in Dembele, and I know they can make that kind of permanent in the summer if they want to. So I, I don't think Atleti will be pursuing Lacazette, but you know, it's football, anything can happen. Um, Aaron Ramsey can't, I don't think, because obviously. He's left, so I don't think it works that way. Uh, Xhaka, <laughs> Xhaka says, Victor, yes, let's give Xhaka a, a testimonial. <laughs> let's give the player that told the fans to F off a testimonial. <laughs> that makes sense. Josh says, Tom, which non-homegrown players would you move on to create space in the squad? Uh, Genduzi, Lacazette, um, Elneny, Kalasanac, um David Luiz is expiring. Who else? Who else? Sabas is leaving. Um, Willian, obviously. Um, if someone came with a good bid for Pepe, it's really tempting. <laughs> but yeah, there's not too many others, I don't think. So yeah. Uh, Gary Hardy says, do you think we are missing out on a deal with Edouard? Uh Probably. He's, he's a good player at Celtic and Leicester are going to be getting a good player to replace uh, Jamie Vardy in the long run. It's, 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 it's not an odd signing for them, but I feel like they want to go for someone more similar to Vardy than they have. Like, Ian Acho is obviously a more physical, um, a little bit pacey, taller, 
Eduard style. Um, they obviously used to have who was the Ajoa like when they had Ajoa like that style of striker. Eduard's he's got pace. He's nowhere near as fast as as Vardy. Um, but he's more physical and he's not slow. He's, he's not. I, don't, I said Ajoa. <laughs> Ajoa is very slow and he's not as good as Eduard. But I'm saying he's he's not like on the same lines as as Vardy, for instance. So it's an interesting one. Doesn't make sense. I, I personally, my striker choice is Yusuf Nasiri. That that's my choice. I would go for him. I think he's got a lot of potential at 23. He's already doing really well in La Liga. He's got. He went from Leganes. He was bought by Sevilla and has done well since going there. I also like Andre Silva. I think he's a well-travelled player that's got a lot of experience at 26, 27 years of age. Is doing really well in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, I, I would go for Nasiri as as kind of a a little bit of kind of a He's a risk, sure, he's a risk. But in terms of strikers, there's not... The, the difficulty with strikers is that whoever you get, whoever you get, like you, it's going to be a risk. It's a fact. Whoever you get, it's going to be a risk. Um, my thoughts on Tony is a lot by... If you actually go and watch back the goals he scored this season, it might put you off it. And I think he's still very raw for a 24-year-old. Um, Anyway, if you could, please smash the like button. I really appreciate your time uh, coming on. If you want to see more of myself, I'm going to be on Same Old Arsenal with Dan Potts a little bit later on this evening, an hour's time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you, as always, for the hour, five till six, every single Friday. Congratulations to Dave Lennon on winning the free ticket. It'll be drawn live at 8.30 on Football Prizes' Facebook page. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll drop a like, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and I'll be back tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock. No straight after I'm working till 3. Um, so tomorrow I'll be on at 3 o'clock to react to Arsenal's game against Burnley. So I'll see you then. Pleasure as always, and as always, I'll be Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered. By fans.